0: For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T dot com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia.
1: Well, good afternoon. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm glad you joined me today, as always. And today... We're going to do a two-part series again, and this one is called Key to a Man's Heart, Respect. And so we're going to talk at length about ways to respect men, especially the most intimate relationship that you have. That would be significant other, um, spouse. But this also works with all men. And so as we look at this um, concept of respect and what this does for men And how effective this is in terms of elevating the relationship to a relationship that is far more enjoyable for you both. So in this series, we're doing understanding and supporting gender differences. So we're going to do this first two the next couple weeks on on a key to a man's heart is respect. And then we're going to do two more after that. A key to a woman's heart is security. So make sure you join in. And always remember that you can visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com for all of the podcasts of these shows. So if you're driving and you're not able to listen to the entire show, you can go to the website and hear it in its entirety. So we're going to learn this way to a man's heart and understanding that the number one most effective way to have success with a man that you love or any man in your life is respect. And this is going to be kind of an exhaustive list, but it's going to be very helpful in terms of all the ways that you can secure and support your relationship with the man that you love, or the men that you are working with, or the or the the various men in your lives that, that you love, whether that be your father, your brothers, friends, um, the co-workers that you work with, uh, any of these, these different men that you find yourselves interacting with. So I am going to certainly address the way you make the man in your life that is the most intimate feel loved and that's going to be kind of the impetus of this and the focus on it but i do want you to understand that this is part of how you just understand men and the way that you are most effective with them so this is effective with fathers and brothers and male coworkers sons or nephews whoever that may be and so i want to encourage you to if you don't get to hear this whole entire show recommend this to your daughters and your girlfriends your mothers coworkers Because this is a very helpful teaching on respect. So I really always like to use a reference verse. And this is a very famous one. It's out of Ephesians chapter 5. This is verse 33. And it says, however, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. So in the most uh, intimate relationship, we are commanded, directed, guided to respect our husbands. Now, why would God have to tell us to respect the men in our lives. The way they need to be respected doesn't come naturally to us many times. And we respect in ways that don't necessarily translate to men. And we also, as women, perceive being respected differently. So when you think about why would God command a woman to respect a man? Well, some of this has to do with the fact that this is what they need in order to to be successful. This is what they need in order to be the best version that God has created them to be. And because it doesn't necessarily come naturally to women, we have a tendency, because of the hardwiring of our brain, to be constantly looking for ways to make something better, to make something more connected, to make something uh, more emotionally relevant. And so our tendency is to be this nurturing uh, creature that wants to better things. And so we are constantly scanning for all the things that may need to be improved, may not be working, uh, may in the future be a problem. And so part of this is how we secure our world. So one of the things that happens with men is we think if we can get a better version of that man, then our world is going to work better. It's going to be more secure. And and in many ways, that, that would be true. So we have this tendency then to be somewhat judgmental in many ways. We have a tendency to, to um, grade men as to how we think they are responding, acting, behaving, succeeding, and whether we like the way they're doing it or not, or whether we think they should be doing it somehow differently. So God has said to us, you are to respect the men in your lives. And the main reason he wants us to respect them is not necessarily always because they deserve it. We know that we don't always deserve to be loved. So we are respecting men because this brings the best out in them and this gives them the courage to go out into their world and be the men that they need to be for God. So it's very, very important that, that, that we understand this concept. And so in Ephesians chapter five, earlier in that chapter and verse 22 and 24, this is out of the message Bible. And I like how it says this. It says, wives understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. So what you are doing when you're respecting your husband, you're respecting Christ that lives in him and the work that Christ is doing in him. And so you understand that it goes further in this verse to say, husbands provide leadership to his wife the way a Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. Now, many times you may not have a husband, a boss, a father that cherishes you, but may be more domineering. And so, just as the church submits to Christ and he exercises leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. So, this is not going to be a show on submission because we are talking about many ways, men in general. But what this is saying, God is saying that when I understand and support and show respect for Christ in a man, I'm going to get a far better version of him. So, you have to understand that the power of respect well-documented, and studied by psychologists, behaviorists, neuroscientists alike. And we're going to identify and address these specific behaviors and techniques that will cause the men in your life to successfully experience his greatest need. And what I want to really challenge you women about is if if this is a man's greatest need, now this doesn't mean that, that it's food, clothing, water, and shelter, what it means is that for him, spiritually, for him, emotionally, even intellectually and socially, if he is to be all that God has created him to be, one of the basic needs he requires to flourish is respect. And so, you're going to, I'm going to help you understand today the hardwiring of the male brain and that God's amazing design in this because these techniques, they really work. And so, you're going to see that this man in your life, When he begins to feel respected, he then becomes better able to love you and meet your God-given needs. And so these techniques help men feel better about themselves, which automatically translates into feeling better about you. So the more respected my husband feels, the more respected male co-workers or colleagues that I work with feel, the more respected my father, my brothers, my nephews, neighbors feel. They feel better about me. And when they feel better about me, I'm treated better. So we're going to see how far we get because this is kind of an exhaustive list. And we're going to make sure that we spend two weeks on this. So I want you to remember in the show we did on a kinder, gentler relationship that we teach people how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves and the way we treat others. So you teach him to love you and to cherish you. And I'm frequently saying to my adult clients, Especially to women, when it comes to needing the love that they want and the security that they want from men. I say to them, if you want to be loved, if you want to be liked, then be lovable and be likable. See, don't be the wife or the girlfriend or the sister, daughter, coworker, or whatever, that the man in your life is constantly having to overlook, ignore, get over things. Basically, he's having to work really hard on loving you and liking you. Because, see, ultimately, when we think about ourselves as adults, the people that we're supposed to really work hard at loving, getting over, overlooking, would be toddlers, teenagers, pets, because they're dependent on us. When it comes to our adult relationships, we have a responsibility to be someone that is easier to love, that is managing our own life, that brings more peace into the, the relationships that we have as adults. So it's very important that we understand this idea of respect for men and we don't be resentful or frustrated or judgmental about the fact that they need respect in order to thrive. It is just a basic need. And respect does not mean that I demean myself. It does not mean a one-down position. It means that I respect that breed. So if I am working with different animals, if I'm working different, with different machinery, if I'm working, whatever I'm working with, I'm going to respect the hardwiring of that. So I'm going to respect the hardwiring of my car and realize there are certain things that it needs. And I'm going to respect that in order to make sure that it does what it needs to do. So you want to remember that this applies to all the men that you deal with. And it's not, again, a submission aspect. We are not talking about that today although respect is a huge part of submission. But this idea of respecting them and the way we go about doing it is the need to understand support and encourage this man in a way that translates to him and makes sense to him. So I want you to understand that actions speak louder than words, especially with men. Because like I've said before to you, when it comes to men, You look at what they do. You listen to what they do. You don't listen to what they say because what they do is what they mean. Well, they have a tendency to look at the rest of the world that way. So if my words are one thing and my actions are another, they're going to believe my actions before they believe my words. So I can say I respect him. But if my actions don't translate that, he's not going to believe anything that I say. So this is very important. So as we are coming to the end of this this little segment of the show, I want to remind you again that as we talk about respect, we are talking about different techniques that we use to respect men and that what you as women think respect might be may not be the same thing. So I'll give you an example. When it comes to respecting women, we all know what it feels like to be a woman if we are excluded from an outing or excluded from an event. And we think, well, how come, wow, they... They invited all of them. They didn't include me. And we can feel very disrespected. Like, who, who, who do they think they are? What are they doing? How come that's the case? Well, you know, with men, they don't feel disrespected at all. They just go, oh, they must have wanted to do it by themselves. And they don't really give it another thought. So I want you to give that quick little example of how differently men and women perceive respect. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment as we talk about the key to a man's heart, respect. I the whispers in my door. Well, thank you for joining me again today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with conversations with Cynthia. Today we are talking about the key to a man's heart respect. And we are talking at length about what respect really means to a man and how different it is for men than it is for women. And that the need, when we talk about a basic human need, that men have a basic need for respect in order for them to thrive and for them to be the best version that God has created them to be. And respect has a lot to do with supporting a man in terms of giving him the courage he needs to go out into the world, to take on the world, to be the man that God has called him to be, to be a good man, to be able to to go against the grain, to be able to stand up for ethical um, issues, be, be able to resist moral temptation. And when we respect a man, they end up feeling very good about themselves, which causes them to have behavior that is at a higher level of functioning. So we want men to be the best version of them. And the way that we do that is we give them the respect that they need. And sometimes the respect they need is not always the respect they deserve. And so when you think about this in the inverse with women, if our greatest need is security, which we are going to talk about in the series in a couple of weeks, then one of the things that that security has to do with is being unconditionally accepted, loved, wanted, have a sense of belonging, that I feel safe, that I'm not going to be abandoned or rejected. Well, if I'm requiring that from a man, I'm saying my basic need is that I may not always be lovable, likable. I may not always be someone that he wants to lay his life down for, but he needs to do it anyways, not because I necessarily deserve it, but because that's what I need. And so when we're thinking about this with men, we are saying to ourselves, he needs my respect. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not he deserves it. It's easy to respect a man that deserves it. That would be a perfect man. That would be Jesus. And oftentimes we find that we don't even respect him. So it's very important when we are looking at this issue of respect, that this is a spiritual discipline for ourselves as women, that we position ourselves to say, I'm going to respect this man because this is what God is telling me to do in Ephesians. And we talked about that verse in Ephesians five thirty three. It says, and a wife must respect her husband. And why did God tell me I need to respect a man? A lot of that has to do with the fact that it may not come naturally to me. And we talked about the hardwiring of women, that their brain is hardwired to look at all the things that need to change to make something better. And that's what our brain is constantly doing. And that can appear extremely disrespectful to a man. So we know that the power of respect is well documented. And there are very specific and, and um, behaviors and techniques that will cause this man in your life to feel successfully respected. And so when we talk about this, we're going to talk about the fact that actions speak louder than words and how important it is that my intentions, what's inside of me, matches what's outside of me. And you're going to find that there are some things that are going to surprise you. So what does respectful living really look like? And I have about 25 ways to do this so you can understand what an exhaustive list this is going to be. And there are some of them that are going to apply to all men in your life, and there are some that obviously we're going to use specifically for our most intimate relationship with a man. And so you can pick all of them. You can focus on a few from week to week. Um, You can work on the ones that are most difficult, whatever you feel God is encouraging you to do for the men in your life. And if you make it a habit to do these things, the next time you tell your husband or your brother or your, your colleague, whoever that may be, that you respect him. They won't have to wonder if you really mean it. And so it's very important that we understand how to do this. So if you aren't able to listen to the show in its entirety, please go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And you can listen to the podcast, which will have the entire show if you want to write some of these things down, especially if you're driving. So the first one that we are going to talk about, this is one of the most important ones, one of the ones that has the most far-reaching effect, and that is be happy, pleasant, positive. This is one of the most stress-relieving things you can do for men. This is one of the things that causes them to feel very respected, very special. When I look at them with a pleasant face, I talk to them with a pleasant voice, I have a look in my eye that is warm and that's inviting, and obviously I only do that for a man I'm intimate with. Otherwise, I can certainly have a friendly look, which is one of these things that causes men to feel like they can be themselves. And so it's very important that when I am on an ongoing basis interacting with a man, I work really hard at being pleasant. That doesn't necessarily mean I do that with all the women in my life because my girlfriends can handle me being negative or frustrated or animated or overly emotional, mm-hmm. venting. A woman's brain and their sympathetic nervous system is hardwired to take that level of emotionality and to be sympathetic and compassionate. A man's brain is hardwired to see that as danger and to keep that out and to brace himself against you. So you have to understand on a day-to-day basis, when you're interacting with men, if you are chronically negative, chronically critical, judgmental of other people in your conversations with him, he is going to be on guard with you and he is not going to trust you. And so it's very imperative that this doesn't mean that you're being giddy. It doesn't mean that you're being in a one-down position. It means that you're being a positive version of yourself. And this is one of the things that helps men to also hear critique or to hear suggestions if I am, for the most part, a positive person with them because that brings a trusting atmosphere. And again, it's extremely stress-relieving. A man's world is very different than a woman's world. And women, we have a very different, different world that is extremely stressful for us. And men wouldn't understand all the time what is stressful for us. We try to explain to them how stressful it is that so-and-so didn't call us back and we don't know what that's all about. And they just think, oh, whatever, who cares? They're probably having a bad day. And for us as women, don't we wish it would be that simple? But see, for men, you have to understand that negativity extremely stressful for them when it comes from a woman, because their ultimate need for respect is also tied to success. And so when a woman is negative and critical, upset, judgmental, he knows he's not going to have success with her. And then he's going to interpret many of her behaviors as disrespectful and the way way she talks to him. So this is imperative that we be a happy or pleasant or positive person if we can. And this doesn't mean that I'm going to use this to manipulate men, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be insincere. But I'm going to work on understanding that that's part of the beauty that God has given women, is when we are positive, non-judgmental, and non-critical, we bring a, a beauty to the world that men don't have. So as we wrap up this particular segment, I want you to realize that this whole idea, if this is the only thing you ever do for a man, you will be amazed at how much better he feels around you, how much more willing he is to hear your needs, how much more willing he is to take criticism, to take any kind of help or encouragement or guidance or support, is when he is feeling like there's an atmosphere of positivity with you, and that causes him to feel respected. And so as we end this, we are going to pick it up in the next hour, in the ne- I'm sorry, in the next segment, with the second one, and that's about taking his requests and his preferences seriously and deferring. And this is a hard thing for us women who have lots of good ideas to defer to men. So again, I want to encourage you to go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com if you want to listen to the entire podcast on key to a man's heart. Respect. Thank you again for joining me this hour. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about the key to a man's heart, respect. And I kind of belabored in the last two segments this idea of how important respect is and what it does for a man in terms of bringing out the best in him and helping him to be the best version that God has created him to be. And the hardest thing about these ideas and techniques that we're talking about is that for us as women they may not feel respectful it may feel like that's not how I feel a man would feel respected but what you'll find is that this particular behavior translates a feeling of respect to him because he feels good about himself and so this is why it's so important to realize that these behaviors that help him feel this way don't necessarily make sense to us as women just as when I talk to men and I say, you know, if you want to elicit this feeling in a woman, you may have to do A, B, and C. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. How could that help this woman to feel loved? How could that help my wife or my daughter to feel loved or to feel secure when I do these behaviors? When I just sit and listen to them? When I empathize with them? When I connect with them? And so it's an issue of trust when we are realizing that God has a plan for each of his created beings and that he understands exactly what it is that they are needing. And so we talked last time about this idea of being happy or pleasant or positive and how stress relieving that is for men, for one thing, and how good they feel about themselves when they are with a woman that feels good about herself, when a woman is happy with herself or happy with the person that she's with. Now, always remember that this is a relative term. I can be pleasant and positive and it doesn't mean that everything's great in my life. And it doesn't mean that if I'm if I'm positive with a person that I'm interacting with, that I'm necessarily happy with everything they're doing. What I'm what I'm doing is I'm bringing an atmosphere of gratefulness, an atmosphere of of thankfulness, an atmosphere with me that is one of beauty, and that's one of the things that God has given women that men need as well. When we talk about their four greatest needs, one of their needs is, is beauty. They love to have beauty around them. And I say to women, you don't have to be a Victoria's Secret model to be beautiful. You just have to be pleasant, happy, positive. So this second one, we take his requests and preferences seriously. So I give weight to what my husband thinks is important or my boss or my brother or my father. It doesn't mean I necessarily agree. It means that I respect their idea. And I give it credence and I take it seriously. And if I can defer, I do. Because part of being with a man is letting him be a man. And part of being a man is taking care of business. And when we get in the way of them being able to take care of things, we subvert or circumvent the very thing that God has created them to do. And it causes them to feel impotent. And then they sit back and they just go, okay, do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, do it. So I'm, I say to women often, you have to understand that the way men do things together, the way they operate on a team, the way they work together is very different than the way that women work together. See, women want to share. So we want to share ideas. We want to talk through all the ideas. We'll even trade positions. You know, hey, if if you want to, if we're making dinner or we're putting together a big event, we'll say, hey, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll stir for a while if you go, you know, make sure that the, the, um, the pie is out of the oven and uh, you know, you go make sure that the guests are being greeted and then you come back and you help me in the kitchen and we're just changing positions all the time. We even do this in the work world. So we take care of all kinds of things for each other. Well, men don't do it that way. If you've ever watched a sporting event, you understand that if we're watching baseball and the pitcher is having a bad game, you don't see other players going in and telling him to walk off the field and they'll take his job as the pitcher. They might send in a relief pitcher But generally, they'll leave that pitcher in as long as they can to see if he can get the game back on track. So with men, you have to understand that when I defer to him, I am letting him do his job, even if I might have a better idea. What I'm saying is while I am with you, I want to support what your idea is. I still can give my point of view and say, hey, I just want you to, would you consider this? But it's the way I do it. And it has a lot to do with how receptive a man is going to be. So the more I defer to him, the more I'm telling him, I trust you, I believe in you, I respect your opinion. And if that's the best way that you think it is, I'll go along with it and I will do it with you. And so this is an important part of partnering with men is that when we're doing things with a man, it is generally doing it in the way that they think is best to do it. So if my husband is driving and I have a good way of finding parking places, I don't do it. I let him do it. I relax, and I let him do that job. And I'm with him while he does that job. So it's important to l- realize that it doesn't mean that I am demeaning myself or thinking that he knows better than I do. It has everything to do with being with someone. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are talking about the key to a man's heart is respect. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And if you are just joining me, we are talking today about the key to a man's heart is respect. And I've got a lot of information for you. So I want to encourage you to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N, T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And all the podcasts are there. So if you are just joining in and you've missed the first part of the show. You can listen to that. And we are going to also follow up with this next week with the rest of these techniques and ways to cause a man to feel respected. So we talked first about being happy, pleasant, positive, and what this does for a man and what it does actually for his brain. It's very stress relieving for his brain. It causes the sympathetic nervous system to calm down, which is the fight, flight, or freeze. And it causes him to be much more receptive to any ideas that I might have. And so it causes him to also then bring to the table a better version of himself because he is going to be more relaxed and not on guard and defensive. The second one we talked about is taking his requests and preferences seriously. One of the best ways for me to respect a man is that I seriously listen to his ideas or his opinions. And I am open-minded about that idea and that opinion that he really may have something better than me. And see, women, we have a tendency to think that we really have all of our ideas are perfect and wonderful and great. And God has given us great ideas. But he's also given us a counterpart that may look at the world a lot differently and may see things that we don't see. So one of the ways that I respect a man is I listen and I take it seriously. And if I can defer to him, I do that, especially when it comes to my husband. I defer to him as often as I possibly can as a way to show my respect to him. And that's one of the ways that he helps security in my life is that he is taking the responsibility for making things work. He's the one that puts himself out there. He's the one that's going to have to deal with the fact if his choice is not right, if his choice is not correct. He's the one that is going to have to deal with, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. So the more that I defer to him, the more that I'm showing him that I respect his problem-solving abilities, that I respect his love for me, his care for me, and that he's putting himself out there even if it doesn't work. So when it doesn't work, the, second, the third way that I can truly respect him is that I support his endeavor. And I don't criticize. That goes back to pleasant and positive. I'm working on not having a critical nature and a judgmental and a negative nature. So the third thing, this is extremely important with men. I can't tell you how important this is. that you don't multitask when you're talking to him you give him your undivided attention. And if you watch the way that men interact with one another, they don't multitask unless they are being disrespectful. So they don't sit and talk to one another while they're texting unless they are really overtly not caring about this other individual. Because if they do have to take something, they will look at that other man and they will say, hey, excuse me for a minute, I got to take this. So it's really important that when your husband... When your coworker, your boss, your son is talking to you, that you stop what you're doing and you give them your attention. The attention of a woman is a very powerful thing to a man. It causes him to feel very good about who he is when we give them attention. When I'm putting groceries away and saying, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh, I got it, they're going to end up not even talking to us. They're going to say whatever and they're going to walk away. Because it's imperative to understand with men that they really do have a zone. They really do do one thing at a time and they like to do it well. So when they're taking the time to talk to us, we need to put down what we're doing and listen and engage. And so it's, it's hard for them to understand that we really can multitask. That's part of the way that God has made our brain. We have more white matter, like we've talked about in the Gender Speaks series, that we have more white matter, which is higher connectivity, that we really do think and talk and do a lot of things at the same time. That isn't the case with men. So one of the ways that I show a man respect is I don't multitask. I look him in the eye and I listen to what he's saying with the goal of understanding and remembering his words. So that when I realize that he's taking the time to tell me something, it's probably because it's very important for him. And I'll give you a great example. My husband is building this really big bathroom in our house. It's amazing. He's, he's an architect for a living, but he also is a craftsman, so he can build, which is very unusual for architects to also be able to do construction. Well, so this one morning, he's wanting me to look at some things on, online, different bathroom features, this type of stuff. And we have this ridiculous cat who his biggest game is he goes out the doggy door, he runs all the way around, to the French doors, and then he stands in front of them, pounding on them like he's never been allowed to be in the house, like he's been out for days, and he's just bereft, and he needs to be let in. And it's just a simple game that he plays. Well, I have much more tolerance for it than my husband does. So in the middle of him talking to me about these bathroom features, I get up and I go let the cat in. And he kind of sharply says to me, would you please not deal with the cat and come here and look at these things? And I realized immediately, oh my gosh, And I said to him, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm sorry I did that. I'm very interested because his tendency was to just go forget it. You know, don't don't worry about it. It's not that important to you. When he's taking the time to do this for me. So I give you that example because it's such a female thing for me to do. It's not me feeling like I don't care about what he's wanting to show me or that I'm not excited about what he's making for me. It's just natural for me to see that need over there and to go take care of that need. At the same time, I'm trying to take care of the need that my husband has. So it's important that you realize this isn't necessarily a bad thing we do as women. It's just something we have to be on top of because it gets in the way of the very thing we're wanting those men in our lives to feel. And that is respected. And the next one, this one is also, I have to admit, this is a difficult one for me to do when I'm talking to men is to not interrupt or interject. This is especially important for men because they communicate very differently and purposefully talking over someone or cutting them off to show them what you think is is extremely disrespectful. It's dismissive to men. It also messes up the pacing of the way that they think because they don't think and talk at the same time like women do. We can kind of have this stream of consciousness going. Men have to really think about what they're saying. And if I interject too often, talk on top of them, they lose track of what they're saying. They get very frustrated and they want to quit. And so when I'm talking with men, I have to relax and slow down, pace myself with them and let them finish their thought. When I talk to my girlfriends, we talk on top of each other all the time. We're constantly interjecting. We're changing the subject. We're coming back to the subject. That's a very female way to interact. And I have to remember that that is very stressful for men when I am doing that to them. So it's important that I don't interrupt or interject because men feel extremely disrespected if I interrupt them. Now, this doesn't mean, again, that I'm putting myself in a one-down position and, and being a submissive person in that manner. It means that I'm simply respecting the way that they communicate and they communicate very differently than women. The next one here is that you choose what you think on. And this is really important for women because our minds can take us places that we can think of all kinds of reasons why what our, the man in our life is doing is not right, and how it should be done differently, and how much better of a Christian they should be, and they should be reading their Bible, and why aren't they doing morning devotions, and why aren't they praying with us, and why aren't they spending more time with our children, why aren't they more on top of finances, right? Why aren't they working out? Why are they eating Doritos at 11 o'clock at night? we say to ourselves so it's really important that i'm very careful about what i think on this is goes back to me being able to be positive non-judgmental and non-critical with the men in my life is i'm very careful about how much i let myself ruminate on the things that are not working so i'm thinking about if it's my husband what are the things that attract me to him why did i marry him What are the good things about him? What are the things that God is doing in his life? And if I can't come up with anything, I'm telling you the truth. I'm either not looking or that is a serious issue for God with prayer. That I need to be better about praying for that man. If I can't think about positive things about him, then I need to be praying more diligently for that man. That does not mean that I chronically ignore things that need to be addressed. It means that I'm judicious in how I do it. I do it sparingly. And I understand that if I create an atmosphere of positivity, he's going to be much more receptive to hearing things that are distressing and concerning me that may be about him. So it's very, very important that I'm careful about what I think on. And I emphasize his good points. And so I like this one. This next one is I pray for him. That's what I was saying to you. If you can't think of good things about this man, then this is really a call to pray. And I like what Ruth Graham says. She advises wives, and this works for any man in your life It's frustrating you too. She says, tell your mate the positives and tell God the negatives. This is like the best advice of all. See, men hear much better from God than they do from their wives. And I have seen this play itself out in my own marriage as well as the couples that I work with. It's important that we don't take this personal, but that we understand in a way of unconsciously saving face. They want to feel like they know everything and have everything under control in front of you. This is one of the reasons that women, they can say to me, I know he'll listen to you, but he will never listen to me. Well, this is because the men in our lives, if they're our boss, if they're a husband, if they're our father, they really want to be the hero. They want to know everything, do everything right. They want to save face in front of us. And so it's really important that we cover many of their weaknesses, that we pray for their weaknesses. And when they hear something that we know is a weakness and they hear it and they come back and they say, hey, you know, I heard such and such on this, you know, sermon or so-and-so was talking on the radio or my buddy was saying this or, hey, such and such told me this. I think I need to really work on that. We say, thank you, God, you heard my prayers. And we say, that's great, honey. I think that's a good idea. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you about that. I know you can do it. I believe in you. This is how we show the respect it is that they need so that when the enemy is attacking them, they are able to withstand it. They don't succumb to any moral temptation because they're feeling so badly about themselves. So we are supporting and believing in them and we are praying diligently for them. It's very important. What you think about him is extremely important to him. So you take your concerns to God And you faithfully lift up your husband, your boss, your father, sons, nephews, every day. And I promise you, you will notice a transformation, not only in him, but in yourself. And this last one that we're going to talk about today, this is the whole don't nag thing. You have to remember your husband's a grown man. So you don't want to treat him like a two-year-old. You need to leave room for God to work. Because you're not the Holy Spirit. So don't try to do his job. See, men feel respected when they think the job they're being asked to do has merit. So when you learn to communicate the need you have and how, what a hero he will be, men will feel far more successful in their world, which is the second greatest need. And so there are different requests, the ones that you can't do, which is you would need someone, to, you would need to hire someone, and the ones you can do, but just make your life easier and includes him in the life you have as a couple. So both need to be communicated in a way that shows him the end goal. He will feel more successful as a man in his life because he's taking good care of the women in his life. So you help him do that by helping him be a hero. This means that if he doesn't do it exactly the way that you would do it, you thank him for it and that you don't set it up so that he has to do it perfectly or you don't, you don't give him the praise that he deserves. So it's very important that we look. At, we, we really work on these things. We don't nag. We pray. We choose to think on specific things. We don't interrupt. We don't interject. We don't multitask. We take his requests and preferences seriously. We defer to them. And we are pleasant and positive women in their life. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me again this week. Next week we will finish up the series on the Key to a Man's Heart, Respect, Please visit my website at cynthiahyatt.com. That's C I N T H I A H I E T T. We hope this past
0: hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you.